is drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast made by lifelong Lions fans, UJ. I've been really drinking a lot of Kool-Aid tonight. Special brand of Kool-Aid called Weller. Bob. It's hard to find any little losses here. Stafford, <laughs> regular season MVP. Rudd Dog. We're going to just be that team that just can flow like water and adapt to any team. The new dynasty is born. And Connor. Got to be Stafford. Now with the two tight end sets that I'm so excited about, I see it all clicking. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. Forward down the field. One pride. Get your Kool-Aid. It's time for the pod. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back here right before the Super Bowl. Um, we've taken a couple weeks off, let you marinate uh, maybe on our grades that we gave out a few weeks ago. That one has gotten good response, uh, some you know agreements, some disagreements, whatever it may be. Um, but we want to thank everybody for you know tuning in on that one. We really appreciate it. But with this podcast uh, here today, uh, this will be released Thursday is we just want to go over a little bit about the Super Bowl and some of the Lions connections. Uh, and joining me, uh, you know, this the Lions aren't in the Super Bowl, so there's a little less urgency maybe, but we got UJ on the line. Hey, uh, everybody. UJ, uh, thanks for thanks for hopping on here, giving some insight here for the Super Bowl. Hey, there are a lot of ex-Lions playing in the Super Bowl now. Yes, and we're going to get to that in one moment. But before we do, I just want to mention briefly, or discuss really uh, briefly, Matt Patricia at the Senior Bowl. Now, next week we'll get into uh, the players maybe that we saw at the Senior Bowl and uh, some way-too-early mock drafts. But I just want to talk about Patricia. Uh, there was a lot of color, a lot of animation. Uh, <laughs> his videos were circulating uh, around the Internet like crazy because uh, they, they showed the practices on ESPNU and the guy was just holding down the the bleep button anytime Patricia spoke pretty much. <laughs> did you see some of those tapes? I did see some of the tapes and uh they were hilarious. Patricia's really a funny guy and uh hilarious. Just a couple couple of things I read though, I said the players loved him. I mean, the players just loved the guy. They they had a blast. So it's, and he was getting up their ass and everything. I mean, he was on them for making mistakes or whatever they did. It, it, it was it was great entertainment though. If you get a chance to go back and watch those tapes, you should do it. Yeah, absolutely. And then the, uh, I I think I sent you the video of him having a conversation on the sideline with the announcers and the sideline reporter. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> kind of just messing around with them. He, uh, they, he couldn't. The reporter couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he, he said he said uh, the reporter asked him if he was going to take in a draft, and he said, "And with the third pick in the draft, the Lions are going to take." Then he walks away for like a minute. <laughs> Like, that was good. And then he comes back and just, like, mess around with it. But it was, yeah, really funny. Really uh, yeah. highly entertaining. And I know you and Rudd Dog uh, really want to see more of it on uh, Hard Knocks. Well, yeah, I do. And uh, this is, to me, was his audition for Hard Knocks, even though he wasn't trying for it. But uh, <laughs> uh, after after this, I think uh, a lot more people are going to want to see his personality up close. So, yeah, I, I know a lot of people don't want hard knocks, but uh, man, I do. I, I love to see the inside workings of our team, and uh, you know, I mean, it didn't help us last year not being in it, did it? What's the difference? <laughs> I, I'm I'm actually uh, growing more to your your side of the argument. I'm like in between, but uh, I'm definitely leaning more to wanting to see them. Now the Lions are only one of five teams, so they have a really good shot at it again this year um, of getting on. 
especially because they've never been on it before. I think the Steelers are one of the teams, but they were on it like 10 years ago or something, or maybe it was less. Uh, this will be kind of a throwback to the Paper Lion. If everyone ever saw that movie, nope. <laughs> with uh, George Plimpton and uh, that was back in the days of Alex Karras and those guys. It was it was a lot of fun. It's a, it's a good movie to check out if you're a Lions fan. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so as far as the game on Sunday, so the Super Bowl, obviously uh, the Chiefs are playing the 49ers. I think it's going to be a good one. Uh, but there are a lot of Lions connections here, and I just want to go over some of those. Uh, yeah. Before I get into the actual players on the field, there's a couple uh, guys not on the field. Uh, the the guy I want to mention first is Martin Mayhew. Uh, yeah. Obviously, the name is the Lions XGM. Went to the playoffs twice with him, right? Yeah. We, That's right. No, three times. Three times, right? Uh, the Seahawks, the Saints, and uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, no zero and three in the playoffs. Uh, and he is now the senior personnel executive uh, for uh, of scouting for uh, the San Francisco 49ers. So he's really high up. He's kind of like a John Lynch right-hand man. Uh, you know, like the guy who had GM experience kind of, you know, giving his wisdom and passing along, helping with decision-making. And obviously yeah. it's work. You know, one thing about Martin Mayhew is that he, he was good at finding some really talented people, maybe not building an entire roster necessarily, but he could definitely find some of like the top tier talent. Especially, yeah, I, I, especially I in the Maybe he was not that bad of a picker of talent. No. no, I mean, I don't want him to diss him too much. You know, it was a rough go there, and, and they needed to turn over some things. And you know, he's he's one of the guys. Here, but Mayu did not do that bad of a job when he was here. No, at one point he constructed one of the highest. Uh, he, at one point in his tenure, he constructed a top five offense and then a top like three defense. Unfortunately, those two didn't mix at the same time. Uh, yeah. Uh, he, you know, he approved of the hiring of Joe Lombardi. That was obviously a nightmare. Uh, yeah. And but that year he had Joe Lombardi was an elite, elite defense. One of the most fun defenses I've ever watched, personally. Absolutely. Definitely the most fun I've ever watched of a Detroit Lions defense. Uh, and yeah, I have to agree with you. I've been around longer than you too, but that was probably the best defense <laughs> I've seen. Um, he did say this week, uh, during, you know, they interview everybody to death the Super Bowl week. Uh, you know, they find every single person I interview because every, all reporters from across the nation come and they'll, they'll find the Lions connection. So all those Lions reporters are seeking Martin Mayhew out and they got out of him that, um, he, that he wished he drafted Aaron Donald instead of Eric Ebron. <laughs> wow. I mean, at least he's admitting it now, right? Publicly. Well, yeah. It's stating the obvious, I guess, but. I mean, after Aaron, I mean, after Ebron, even there was six other, you know, possible all pros that were taken. But, uh, yeah, Aaron Donald yeah. obviously being the biggest one. And, oh, man, can you just imagine what Aaron Donald and Sue would have been like up the middle in their pro? Oh, my Sue, God. That with Sue cool. in his prime? Oh, man. Yeah, in his prime, right. I mean, we saw that with the Rams, but yeah, Sue was even better a few years earlier. So, yeah, that would have been something. I can't even imagine. Uh, it, yep. Ultimately, yeah. Martin Mayhew, uh, you know, got fired uh, with Jim Jim Caldwell at the helm. Jim Caldwell stayed around for two more years after that, but just wasn't getting it done. Couldn't put a complete roster together ultimately in the end, and yeah. hurt him. And that's what you know. We hope Bob Quinn is trying to do, trying to build up the well, well, back end of the roster. Of it's so important. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Anyway. Yep. So uh, another guy with some 
deep connections to the Lions and the history. And, uh, you know, this is part of the Martin Mayhew era as Chris Kokurik, the D-line coach, the, the absolute nut job. Uh, yeah. I mean, the guy's crazy. I think he went to Miami for a year, but then he moved over to the 49ers, and obviously he's working out really, really well. That 49ers D-line is incredible. Yeah, they're really good. I know. Really I mean, at one point, the Lions had a D-line like that uh, when he was <laughs> coaching over here. Yeah. I mean, we just talked about how elite that defense is for uh, one we were, year. We were supposed to have one this year. But yeah. Yeah. Um, he's definitely, uh, you know, he likes the four down linemen type, but uh, the yeah. guy the guy is nutty. Uh, he, I guess he kind of blends well with the San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator, Salah. You always see him on the sideline going after hey, you play D-line in college, man. Yeah. And I played defense in college. I played linebacker, but you know, I love those crazy coaches. Absolutely, guys, they're my favorite coaches, man. I'm telling you, uh, we had a guy. It reminds me of uh, I don't know if he's like this Kuhart guy, but we had a guy who headbutt you, a coach, you know, showing up and, and, he's, <laughs> and he's he's headbutting guys with helmets, and his forehead's bleeding, his blood running down his face, and he's screaming at you. And it was like it was insane. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> I don't know if he does that kind of stuff with players, probably not, but I love the insane, crazy coaches. I think they're a blast, and, uh, you know, they're, they're lucky to have a guy like that. I hope that, you know, from what we hear about Patricia, I guess he's a little bit like that too, but uh, I don't know. I, don't know. I got off on a tangent, but anyway. No, I I, mean, I, I like it. You know, the, you know, some of these guys just, you know, it's in their, it's in their blood. Uh, you know, if they weren't oh, doing yeah. it, they might, you know, just in a state of silence in a dark room somewhere because they didn't wouldn't know what to do with themselves. They're just some of these. Some people are just <laughs> born for this culture. And I think Chris Kirk's definitely one of those guys. Unfortunately, you know, we let him go. Uh, but it, I mean, he's found success usually wherever he's gone. And yeah. you know, I I love that Forty ers D line too. It, it's it's what I envy the Lions D line to be like. Yeah, it's, it's pretty damn good. Um. So another Lions connection. Also, a guy from the, a lot of guys from the Martin Mayhew era, um, Lakin Tomlinson. How about this guy? First round oh, yeah. bust, supposedly traded for a seventh round draft pick to the Forty ers Now he's a starting guard on the a possible Super Bowl championship team. And by all accounts, he's 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 a great guy. Yeah. In the locker room, and he's one of the hardest working guys on the team, and he's and he's killing it right now. I don't think that was ever the problem with uh, him and the Lions, you know, being a good. Uh, that was one of the reasons that he went so high is because of his character. Uh, see, wasn't that Prince guy coaching him then? Oh yeah, wasn't, <laughs> wasn't wasn't he his line coach at the time? Yep, the infamous one of the most infamous offensive line coaches in NFL history. How many? <laughs> you know, uh, recently, you know, the Patriots uh, offensive line coach Skarnecchia. Yeah, that guy retired unfortunately. That guy's a legend in offensive line coaching circles. Um, he has to be. But you know, you don't, uh, you don't hear too many names of offensive line coaches really. You know, usually they're like behind the scenes type guys, and you only know them if they're really, really bad. Right. Um, and in, in Ron Prince's case, he was truly awful. Ever, all the fans knew his name. Even like casual fans knew his name. That's how you know <laughs> you're a bad offensive line coach. And he was the only coach fired the same day as the head coach was. Yeah, <laughs> as you recall. I mean, they 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 was they made sure they got him out of town as fast as they could. Yes. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, like, it's, I mean, I'm I'm glad to see him doing well. I, but if he, yeah. you know, he's a good guy, and it, you know, 
when you release him, you know, like maybe Mayhew made a good decision, or but maybe he didn't have the right coaches to go with it. So I remember when he got drafted. We were in downtown in Chicago at the draft uh, fest, and we were watching in the in the tent with Lions fans. I still remember it. And they picked Lake and Thomas, and I I wasn't sure about the pick at the time. I didn't know a whole lot about the guy, but uh, I remember I liked what they're doing. Go for O line. I, I believe in the trenches big time. And uh, it seemed like a good pick at the time, and unfortunately for us, it didn't work out. But and you know where I'm Lake- glad to see he's falling on his laying on his feet anyway. Do you know where uh, Lakin Tomlinson went to high school? That I don't know. He so he was born in Jamaica, but he moved to Chicago and he went to Lane Tech, which is right down Lane the street, Tech. right down the street oh, from me. Oh man, how about that? Yeah, so it's right down the street from where I live. Wow. Uh, but nonetheless, um, there's one more player I want to mention. Now, you know, he hasn't contributed as much, but we really like this guy. Uh, but he got let go when Bob Quinn came in. You know, he's a 4-3 defensive end. Didn't really fit with the Patricia scheme. He's a lighter defensive end, too. Uh, obviously, Patricia likes his heavier DNs on the line. Anyways, it's the tree tackler. It's Anthony Zettel <laughs> out of Penn State. Remember yeah. that guy? Six and a half sacks, uh, and then you're cut. <laughs> I love the guy. Well, he couldn't keep an edge, though, uh, to save his life. No. As I recall. But but he, he was full of spirit. He had a high motor. He was a hard player. Uh, he made some splash plays. And uh, I love the guy, personally. This is a personality, and uh, I loved his effort. And, uh, again, I'm happy for him, you know. <laughs> Another ex-line lands on his feet in the Super Bowl. Congrats yeah. to him. Well, interesting, like so, interesting story from him. You know, he got cut by the Browns, um, and then he, you know, he was sitting on his ass mostly the season this year. Then he got picked up for the from the Bengals, uh, the like last like seven weeks from the end of the season, and then he gets cut by them and picked up by the Forty ers uh, right around Christmas time. So, uh, yeah. cool story for him, you know, to jump on a team. Obviously, that's gone all the way to Super Bowl. That's really cool. Just a nice rotational guy, especially yeah, exactly. with that line that they have. You know, he goes in there, gets his fifteen plays a game or whatever. Definitely, you know, I, yeah, and definitely familiar. Uh, you know, from Martin Mayhew and uh, Kukuric as well. So that that definitely right. helped helped his cause for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, those are some of the Lions connections you can look uh, at as far as storylines here going into the Super Bowl. Uh, now I want to get to the actual game just for a little bit. It's fun to talk about the game, even though, obviously, the Lions are not there. But they will be next year. They will be next year. They will be there. They'll be there, yeah. And we will be following it all the way through. I can't wait. Uh, but for now, they are not in it. <laughs> we can't change anything about that. <laughs> um, so we have the Chiefs as one-and-a-half-point favorites against the San Francisco 49ers. UJ, who do you like in this game? Well, I got to tell you, Z, I'm going with the 49ers. Uh, yeah. I know the Chiefs have the high-powered offense, and if they get if they get any kind of momentum going, they're going to be tough to beat. But I just love this 49ers defense and their running game. It's pretty great. And, and here's what here's what the Niners have done for the last few years. Now they went for what? They won three games last year, four games, mm-hmm. and they now, now they're in the Super Bowl. They've been for the last. Five, six years they've been building the trenches, building the trenches. Their line is studly, man. I mean, yeah, both sides of the ball, offense and defense. 
And I'll tell you what, they can turn average players, average running backs into great running backs. You know, they, they can turn average uh, cornerbacks into great cornerbacks with, with a pass rush. You know, I mean, their line is just so good on both sides. And that's why I'm favoring them in this game, because I think it's going to be one in the trenches. Uh, I, I know uh, the Chiefs are explosive, but that, that's the way I see it. I love I love their defense, and uh, I just see they're going to be causing a lot of havoc, and the Chiefs yeah, are going to have a rough time. This is a really fun matchup because, uh, you know, the Chiefs have given up the least amount of sacks, and right. the, the 49ers lead the league in sacks with 57. Uh, right. you, you got to love that. The inside uh, matchup, you know, the big the big boy trying to get done. I love Nick Bosa. He's incredible. He is incredible, man. I'm telling you. And, the and fact- Chase Young's better than him. That's what Are people. That's what people say. Yeah. Uh, I, well, well, if he's better than Nick Bosa, damn, we should move up a slot. I know, I know, and we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll be getting into that uh, going forward about you know Chase yeah. Young. We've already talked about him plenty on the podcast. Well, we're getting more into it. Don't you worry. But. Yeah. I mean, they have Eric Armstead. They have uh, Solomon Thomas. I, I mean, it's just a stack. D Ford, that's a nice, so fun good. story in this one. Last year, he went off sides in the AFC Championship, cost them the AFC Championship. Yeah. Um, because Tom Brady threw a pick on that offsides play, and then it got obviously offsides equals, you know, five yards and the ball back. And then right. they end up losing on that drive. Uh, so now D Ford's trying to seek a little revenge here. Uh, Richard Sermon, who I find kind of annoying a little bit but i respect him i respect him even if I'm i respect annoying. him too he <laughs> looks like he's lost his step though to me but uh but when you have a d the, line like that you know it almost doesn't matter i mean look at the exactly look at the bears I, for instance last year when they had an elite pass rush prince of mukamara terrible mediocre to awful career he looked like a pro bowler last year because of that D line. absolutely what do you and that's the problem with the lines this year they we talked about it at nauseum. You know how long that the the quarterback had to throw the ball. Yeah, I don't care how good of a quarterback you are. Cornerbacks. Yeah. I think we had decent cornerbacks. I agree. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Only... <laughs> I know. I mean, because these are elite. Huh? These are NFL level receivers. They're going to get open eventually. So yeah, you got to pressure the quarterback at some point. And yeah. that's also why I really like the Forty ers in this game too. What you too? Yeah, I do. Oh, see, I thought you were going to say Chiefs all the way. Man. I really did. <laughs> no, I I really like the way this 49ers team matches up. I I think they're the best complete team. Obviously, the biggest you know difference anywhere in the game from one player to the other, I think, is Jimmy G compared to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, uh, Mahomes is elite, 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 uh, and he yes. his mobility is underrated. Although maybe it's not underrated anymore, especially after that Titans game. Well, he's got some mobility, but the thing is, I mean, in the last game he threw eight passes. You know, they haven't had the lead on him at all. And, and of course, why would you? If you can run the way they've been running the ball. But, uh, yeah, we might get to see what Garoppolo can do, though, because uh, the Chiefs have been doing pretty good against the run lately. And uh, if they can slow down their uh, rushing attack by the Niners, uh, we'll see what Jimmy G can do. (laughs) Yeah. But a product of that, too, is the Chiefs' uh, offense just gets up big so quickly that uh, teams abandon the run in the second half. Uh, like the Titans last week only ran the ball three times in the second half. Why? I have right. no idea. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, just I to completely it. abandon everything that got you there uh, with plenty of time left on the clock was kind of yeah. mind-blowing. Uh, or This is two weeks ago, I guess. Uh, yeah. 
But, you know, uh, interesting about the 49ers is when they've thrown over 300 yards, they are th- – or when Jimmy G's thrown over 300 yards, they are 3-1 and one this year. So, I, I think the only loss was a close one to the Seahawks. So, uh, well, you know, if, if Jimmy G has to throw, it, it it's not over because they have a guy in George Kittle who is awesome. Oh, my God, stud. He is awesome. Oh, speaking yeah. of George Kittle and tight ends, there's one other thing I wanted to mention – uh, yeah. Today, Tony Gonzalez had mentioned that he he specifically called out T.J. Hawkinson, saying that he loved his game, would love to get the chance to work with him in the off season, and immediately T.J. Hawkinson was tweeting out, uh, "You know, tell me the time, the place, where, and when, and I will be there <laughs> to, oh, work, to work that. with Tony Gonzalez." Yeah, uh, so that's good. It's only a matter of time before T.J. Hawkinson becomes a Hall of Fame tight end, is what I'm getting from that. Well, yeah, I, th- I find it interesting that Gonzalez uh, picked him out specifically. Yeah, it's like great. That. You know, where did Tony Gonzalez go to college? I you, you don't know? know. Do you know you off know? the top of your head? I meant to look that up before because I didn't know if there's any kind of personal interest in Iowa uh, tight ends for, for whatever reason. Uh, but I meant to look that up, and I, I didn't do it. I, uh, I know he definitely know. didn't go to Iowa. I'm looking it up right now. Uh, he went oh, – well, interestingly enough, he uh, played basketball in college too, uh, but he went to uh, he went to Cal. Oh, Cal! That's right. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, but so I find it really interesting that he uh, singled out Hawkinson. Uh, that says a lot, right there, if you ask me. Uh, Gonzalez is a legend. The guy's the guy was phenomenal. Oh yeah. And uh, absolutely. And yeah, I, and if, and if he can. Spell some wisdom on uh, Hawkinson. Uh, oh my God, I, I think the kid's gonna be great. By the way, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, just I think so too. The Tight ends take a, a while to adjust in this league, so uh, yeah, I, I think it's gonna be just fine. And yeah, I mean, so what? What is your prediction for this game? Okay, that's an interesting call. Uh, the prediction. I just want my numbers in my pool to come up, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm going to say uh, 49ers 24, Chiefs 13. Do you think it's going to be a low-scoring game, huh? 13 I think it's going to be Chiefs. sort of on the low-scoring side. That's, yes, I do. So the over-under in this is 54.5, so you're going way under. Mm, yeah, no, I, I think the under, that's that's what I think. All right. I do. I, I don't think the Niners are going to – not that they can't put a lot of points up, I know the Chiefs can, but I think the uh, Niners' defense is going to stifle the Chiefs a bit, so that's why I'm looking at a lower-scoring game and taking yeah. the under. I think it's a tough call. I'm going to go 31-28 49ers. Ooh, okay. I, I just think this is going to be a really – everybody thinks it's going to be a close game. The spread, obviously, is one and a half points. Thinks it's going to be – it's a pretty much a pickup. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a really fun game to watch, I think. This is what you want to see in a Super Bowl, right? The, these are essentially the two best teams besides maybe the Ravens, you could say. Right. You just want to see a great game. And you know what's great about this game, too, is that there's no Tom Brady or or uh, any of these big-name legends that we're going to just blah, 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 watch win again, or you know, even Peyton Manning or whatever. This is like fresh blood, man. This is it's kind of good. It's kind of good to see. Uh uh, I think it's going to be fun, exciting, uh, more youthful exuberance to the game than some of the past ones with the Patriots, you know. And uh, oh, yeah. this will be a lot, of, a lot of fun to watch. Absolutely. 
So the the last part of this podcast I want to get into really quick is just some fun uh, Super Bowl props I wanted to bring up and get your opinion on some of these. All right. <laughs> okay. So the first one I always I want to start uh, heads or tails. Do you like that's even odds? You know, you got to throw a bet out there. Yeah. So I, going, I always go with heads. And always. I, I think when I've started actually putting money down in the Super Bowl, I'm one for three. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm due this year, right? It's 50 50. You're due. The odds are. So I go heads. Do you always go heads or tails? Do you, are you one of those tails never fails guys? I, you know what? I, I'm not one of those always the same, but I probably go tails more than I go heads. Mm. So, yeah. All right. So the next one I want to get at is the over-under of Demi Lovato's national anthem. Are you familiar with Demi Lovato at all? A little bit. I'm not a big fan, but anyway. From your daughter, maybe? What, or, uh, what's the daughter? What's, what is the over-under for that? So the over-under for the national anthem is 123 and a half seconds. So two minutes, three and a half seconds. How long is she going to hold those notes for? I'm going to say over. The over is a heavy favorite, minus 145. The under is even odds. Mm, I'm going to have to go with the over, too. She's got one of those uh, where she does all those uh, 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 things. (laughs) Does she do all that, you know, stuff? Doesn't hold hold a straight note, you know? I'm taking the weekend to uh, reflect (laughs) on that. (laughs) Okay. I'll Uh, I'll just say the over because these artists tend to embellish. When they get the chance in front of a huge audience, so some of these props are just incredible. So UJ, did you know that there is a Fortnite uh, streamer bowl? Did you know this? It's like the Super Bowl for Fortnite, apparently. Uh, <laughs> no, Actually, I have no idea. All right, so this is this is a prop. This is on Bovada, which is a p- very popular offshore betting app. I don't, I don't okay. bet on here, but I know a lot of people that do. So here's the prop. Are you ready? Fortnite yeah. winning team's total points or total passing attempts in the game by Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> or total passing. So you got to imagine Jimmy Garoppolo is probably around 20 uh, passing attempts. I think that's what his over/under is. 20? Yeah. He doesn't. Really? Pass, he doesn't pass a lot. No, I know. I think it's gonna be over. You think you think Jimmy Garoppolo passing attempts is more than the winning team's total points in Fortnite? Is that what you're saying? Oh, more than the winning. What? Do you know what Fortnite What's is? This? It's some kind of video game, right? <laughs> yes. Like a like a shooter game, like where you shoot at people. Yeah, guys? it's like a colors and it's animated and the. You know, uh, uh, okay. Well, you lost me on this one. I don't. I don't even play it. I just wanted to throw it out there because I knew you had no idea. <laughs> Taking advantage of me, Z. Come on. <laughs> um. Here's one more, and uh, you know, Damon. Uh, there's the one I really like. Uh, will there be a two point conversion attempt plus one thirty? So this is above even odds. You know, you you bet ten dollars, you get you win thirteen. I really like that one. That's my favorite. Will there be a two-point conversion attempt? I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm going to say yes. And this is another popular one. I, I usually stay away, but a lot of people like taking the other side of this. Will there be a team that scores three unanswered uh, you know, drives, basically? Will there be three unanswered scores in the game? It's a heavy. It's heavy, heavily favored towards yes, but no is like plus 160. 
It's heavily favored toward yes. Yeah, I would have think it had been the opposite. I think it happens over sixty percent of the time. Where a team scores three unanswered uh Well, scores. I'll tell you the way the way these teams played over the season, especially the Chiefs, uh Chiefs can just go on a run. Yeah. So my, know, I mean they're yeah, yeah, my my advice if you're if you're listening, uh, you know, you you like that one, I would say avoid it. <laughs> that's my that's my uh, advice. Yeah. I think so, I'll, I'll take your advice in there. Yeah. So it based on your prediction, you like the under and you like the 49ers. I like the yes. over. I believe and and the over is just more fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, okay. You, you're for points. Sometimes you just got better with your heart. Uh, and I, I but I, with my mind, with my mind, I like the 49ers, but with my heart, I like the over. So, okay. But that it, will wrap it up. Uh, thank you, UJ, uh, for hopping on here really quick just to talk about a little yeah, bit pleasure. before Super Bowl it's week. Always fun, man. Yeah, and I can't wait next year when we have the whole crew on. Uh, maybe we'll we'll be in Detroit recording uh, the pre Super Bowl uh, podcast. I'm looking forward to next week. Uh, we'll do our post Super Bowl and our uh, early. Mock drafts. Onto the uh, draft. The Lions Super Bowl. Uh, our season, baby. <laughs> draft season is the Lions season. Yep, so. yep. <laughs> if anybody... That's not going to always be that way, fans. You know, it's not going to be that way. Starting next year when we go to the Super Bowl. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. We're building a culture here. I mean, how fun is it to pick who we're going to pick in the 30-second pick in the draft, right? Come on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up. Thank you, everybody, uh, for listening. Twitter at Drinking Lions, Instagram at Drinking the Blue Kool Aid. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, you know, have a safe uh, Super Bowl holiday, I guess, if you will. It, it really sucks that it, this is game on a Sunday and you don't get Monday off. Uh, and by the way, I would like to make a movement in this nation because of the importance of the Super Bowl as a as a nation. I think Monday should be a national holiday, uh, the Monday after the Super Bowl. I agree. So people can recover from their obvious, you know, binging. I, I think most whatever. drunk driving arrests happen on the night of the Super Bowl. Well, that doesn't the, surprise the morning me. Of the Monday after, like that timeline. Yep. Yeah. I don't understand yeah. it. My dad, uh, he goes to a Super Bowl party every year, and I think it goes till 6 a.m. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. know he does not go to work the next day. So, uh, and yeah. I know he's not listening to this because he's a Bears fan. So <laughs> I don't have to worry about any uh, comeuppance from him. All right, and last but not least, Lions fans, as always, go Lions! Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a Lions victory.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.